Yes, the Commission of Inquiry into Stage Capture resumed this morning at 10 o'clock here at Justin Empire Road. We are starting with media registration now at 6 o'clock as we speak so that people can process and move forward as planned. We understand that 200 people will be allowed inside the venue. Tell us how this is going to work and who will be allowed in. As we've issued a statement, Elvis, is that this is going to be on a first-come, first-served basis. The registration is happening here at the Impact for Christ Ministries, which is across the BP Garage and McDonald's. The entrance is here to best members of the public who want to come and register. The public registration starts at half past seven this morning, and we request that they bring positive identification, like your ID, passport, or driver's license. Now we know and that when the venue, yes. sorry, Elvis, and when the venue is full to capacity after that, you have issued 200 registration tags, and then will not issue any further registrations for the public. So it's on a first come, first serve basis. Most definitely, first come, first serve basis. No preferential treatment. If you come first, you register, and then you get accreditation. If the accreditation is finished, then there will be no more people allowed into the venue. Now, just give us that address again of the venue. The address is number four Empire Road, and the entrance is on Tibet Street, just opposite the McDonald's and the BP Garage in, in Park Town. Mm-hmm. Now, the former president is known for drawing large crowds of his supporters. Are you anticipating that the number of people coming may exceed 200, and how are you going to handle that? It has come to the attention of the commission that there may be large crowds coming uh, elsewhere, but the South African Police Service has been in contact with the various groups, conveners, to ensure that there is a smooth um, transition of people coming into the area. There is a cordon picked up Ross Park where members of the public and other members who could not come into the venue will be directed to. Will you be beefing up security both inside and outside of the venue, given that the former president is a very prominent figure? That is in the hands of the South African police. They are specialists in that. They have assured us that everything will be under control together with the Johannesburg Metro Police Department. A lot of people are saying that the, pre- the former president has got a lot to answer. So how much time has been allocated uh, for him to give his testimony? The testimony of the former president has been scheduled for the 15th to the 19th of July, which is from today till Friday. This is the time that has been given or scheduled for the time of the testimony of the former president. And how is the commission going then to deal with applications or any applications for cross-examination? The process of the commission, Elvis, is that any uh, only for application for cross-examination is directed to the chairperson of the commission who will then decide whether to grant or not to grant that particular application. Therefore, any application will have to be brought before the chairperson's attention, and then he will deal with that. Has the former president been allowed to see the questions that he might be asked at the Commission of Inquiry? Because that was that request from the former president. Um, on the statement that was issued by the commission on the 20th of June, the commission maintained that uh, the former president is not entitled to insist that he be finished with the questions in advance of his appearance before he can consider whether to come or not. But this, the commission takes the position that it is enough that he has been told that he will be afforded an opportunity to state his side of the story in response to what certain identified witnesses have said in their statements or affidavits or evidence about him or against him in regard to certain issues that relates to him and that the questions he will be asked will be confined to the issues covered in the statements of the David or evidence of those witnesses. Mm-hmm. Just take us back to the reasons as to why the commission invited the former president to come and testify. 
The reason why the commission invited the former president to confine, to come and testify, it is to enable him to give his side of the story in response to the statements or affidavits and evidence of certain identified witnesses, which included Mr. Temba Maseko, Ms. Feiji Mentor, Ms. Tentantanene, Mr. Travin Kodan, Ms. Barbara Hogan, Mr. Ramakrodi, Mr. Fikilambalola, Mr. Mwofe, and for questions to be put to him on the issues of matters covered in statements or affidavits of those witnesses which relate to him or in regard to which he was referred to. I thank you so much. That was the spokesperson for the Zondo Commission of Inquiry into State Capture, Reverend Tumbuyisela Stimela. Now, for some perspective on this, we are now joined on the line by the political analyst and author of the book, When Zuma Goes, Ralph Matecha. Very good morning to you, sir, and welcome. Morning to you, listeners. Thanks for inviting me. Now, Mr. Matecha, you've written extensively on the presidency of Jacob Zuma and the corruption scandals that were leveled against him. Did you ever think that South Africans would witness a day when the president, the former president, finally has his day in court? Well, this kind of time, not in court, but before a commission like this to answer questions. I mean, Elvis, to be honest with you, I did not, uh, you know, imagine seeing a day like this unfolding or a big development such as this actually unfolding. I mean, this is quite big. You don't easily get to see the former head of state having to respond to in, in a manner where you'll be facing cross-examination, having to respond to something like that. Not only is it a strange development for us here in South Africa, I also think just globally, you don't easily easily just see that. It does happen once in a while, but it is quite a major development. And Elvis, if you take into consideration that uh, the person we're talking about, that is uh, former President Jacob Zuma, uh, if, if, if there is um, any idea of uh, someone being a suspect number one in an activity, uh, when it comes to state capture, President Jacob Zuma fit that picture of a uh, suspect number one. So it's quite a big development. Suspect number one, but the pre- former president has always denied any wrongdoing. How do you think that he's going to handle this? Uh, will he find it hard, do you think, to answer some of the questions because he was directly implicated in state capture? He was directly implicated, but we have also seen something very, very interesting about this commission and the testimony Elvis. I mean, people go there, they give testimony. Sometimes when people are cross-examined or when that testimony uh, becomes interrogated or gets interrogated, you start seeing actually people sometimes changing their statements. So it will be very interesting to see President Jacob Zuma's own vision coming out. Is it going to challenge the vision that exists out there? And remember, Elvis, this is someone who is in denial about state capture. He believes state capture is just an orchestration by an idea by a few people. Conspiracy there is nothing like that that has happened under his watch. That is President Jacob Zuma. So he will be going out there. The aim will be to discredit the idea that there has been state capture under his watch. So I would imagine the main line of defense here, Elvis, for, for, for President Jacob Zuma, he will want to try to implicate more. He has been hinting at the idea that, uh, you know, if I testify, people will be sorry and so forth. So it will be very interesting to see how this strategy will be folding, unfolding under oath, because for the first time he will be speaking on this under oath. It will be very interesting if he can sustain that argument that he has put forth that there is no such thing or there has never been such thing as state capture. Now, we know that there's a lot of things to be said, but what is the importance of the former President Jacob Zuma's testimony and the precedence that it's likely to set for all that enabled the state capture system to stand? 
Well, the reality of this is that there was no way that state capture could happen uh, by through just one person. I mean, uh, the fear here is that I can imagine people panicking, thinking about their names coming out and in that, or maybe people being painted as part, as part of this bigger thing. So it will not just involve President Jacob Zuma, so certainly it will have to involve others. But I can tell you that there is most likely a possibility of wanting to stretch this, to say that it is a bigger structural issue. It's not an issue that an individual can be held accountable to. That, I think, will most likely uh, be the intention of the strategy by President Jacob Zuma, to make the whole thing a big misunderstanding that one person cannot be held accountable for. Ralph, I thank you so much for your time. That was Mr. Ralph Mateja, political analyst and author of the book, When Zuma Goes.